Say hello to my subscribers right there. Hey, we we part of the company. We got we part of that guy right there. It's the best mechanic again. Yeah, and now he's an influencer in YouTube. Serious. That's one of the best mechanics. What's up my guys, this is Holmes Law on another video. Today we're going to be doing a video on a much weighted topic that everybody's been asking me to do one on. Specifically, this one is for you Joshua, um, tighten up your game. So, for those of you that don't know how to derate, okay, today is going to be a simple and I'm going to try to do a quick video on how to actually derate with your uglies or with your DeWalt electrical reference book okay now <clears throat> with that said there are a lot of codes that are going to be involved I'm not going to touch upon them but I will put them in the description so if you want to find or actually check what is actually you know what I'm talking about I'll put most of the code references in the description okay now without further ado let's just get it right down to it okay now to make this simple <clears throat> excuse me you want to just ask yourself you know these four questions really quick you know and um you know this is the best that i can do to actually make it quick and you know to kind of simplify it so basically step one you know you want to ask yourself you know from the power source you know you want to check the temperature rating from your power source to your load okay each equipment you know terminals or whatever you're turning into a circuit breaker or lugs whatever the case may be even the equipment alone has temperature ratings you want to check those temperature ratings out because that's going to matter okay also the temperature rating of your insulation on your conductors okay that's going to matter that you know when you're going to, when you look it up on the actual ampacity chart that's gonna actually matter you're gonna have to see what the installation rating is you know is it a NMB cable is it THHN you know cable whatever the case may be next you know are you dealing with a continuous load or a non-continuous load you know whether it's a continuous load it has to be you know whether it's on for either three or more hours you know um, <clears throat> other than that for the next one how many conductors do you have in your raceway okay and how many of them are current carrying that's important you know you wouldn't count an equipment grounding conductor okay or you wouldn't count one of the travelers on a three-way switch why because it doesn't carry you know current you know from both of your travelers only one of them is going to carry current you know so those are important points to know also, you, you are going to count any spare conductors that you're going to be installing inside your conduit. Those you do have to count. Okay. Furthermore, okay, whether you're installing these conductors in a raceway, is it indoor or outdoor? Because if it's outdoor, even sometimes if it's indoor, if it's outdoor, then you know you're gonna have to apply some temperature corrections with these calculations i'm about to show you sometimes maybe even indoors whether it's a boiler room and it's really hot you know you need to apply certain temperature corrections but most of the time if it's indoors and you, you won't have to apply this temperature correction okay furthermore now you know you need to figure out <clears throat> 
if there is a temperature correction you're gonna have to figure out whether the temperature correction what multiplier you need to you know use and that we will go into further but you're gonna find that inside the NEC because in the uglies and in the Dwarf they don't actually have that table okay and in the 2017 uh, NEC code that temperature correction table would be at 310.15B3A okay and if you're still like us I know we're in way back we're in 2008 in New York City then you can look it up at 310.16 it's with the ampacity chart right on the bottom okay so let's move on and get this started okay so for the first example here we're gonna have four circuits 20 amp single phase non-continuous loads okay <clears throat> now how you would do this is with your uglies or with your dewalk on the uglies you're gonna go to find the adjustment factors on page 78 the dewalk as I have it right here it's on page 3-51 okay and uh for the uglies i have it right here 78 okay and when you go to that actual page you're going to see a little table and it's going to have these percentage values on them okay whether you're dealing with uh four to six seven to nine conductors whatever and so on so for this example here we have four circuits single phase which gives us eight conductors of 12 gauge thhn okay so now under that under that adjustment factor table you're going to look it up between seven to nine conductors it's going to give you a value of 70 percent now when you do your calculation all you have to do is just move that percentage two spaces over to the left to make it a decimal so it's actually going to be 0 0.70 is going to be your you know uh multiplier what you're going to use to actually you know make do your calculation now step two what you need to do is go under the ampacity chart okay which is going to be on page <clears throat> 73 in the uglies okay and 3-44 on the dewalt now under the 12 gauge section okay under the 90 degree column you're going to find the ampacity for that 12 gauge and it's gonna be 30 amps okay we're using the 90 degree column because you can use 90 degrees for all your adjustment and corrections okay let's not get that confused you can use 90 degrees for your adjustment and corrections that's one of the actual you know benefits of using THHN okay so next for your step three now you're gonna actually you know put these values together now you're going to multiply okay with the 90 degree opacity and and the 70 uh percent adjustment factor you're going to multiply these so it's going to be 30 amps times 0 0.70 is going to give you a new opacity of 21 amps okay now you're going to ask yourself <clears throat> is 21 amps good for a 20 amp circuit you know can it handle that can the overcurrent also handle that and the answer is going to be yes of course it can okay but this is just a simplified version of the calculation okay you know 
it actually is a little deeper than this, you know, I'm just trying to make it a little, as simple as I can, now, this is when you actually have to actually add the temperature correction multiplier that you would get in B2A, okay, or in 310.16 under the opacity chart if you're still in 2008 NEC code, you would actually find the temperature correction factor and insert that into your calculation right now you would multiply that as well like let's just say we had a temperature correction multiplier of 0.70 as well you would multiply that in here as well okay so i'm just not doing it now we let you do it i don't want to make it complicated or whatever the case may be but this is when you would insert that and you would find that temperature correction table where i told you on 310.15 b2a if you're in the 2017 code okay so that's just a simple version of the calculation and how to derate okay now in everyday use you know most of the time all you have is the conductors and you have a raceway and you're just trying to you know figure out what the actual amperage is the new amperage is for these conductors if you happen to bundle them together in that raceway and this would be a simplified way of doing that the only thing you have to add into this calculation like i said is the temperature correction which most of the times if you're inside you don't really have to worry about this unless you feel and you see that you're in a very you know the ambient temperature is very hot then you want to actually put insert that you know a multiplier into your calculation now let's move on like i said this is i wanted to actually put in the table in the video so you see exactly what i'm talking about this is from the 2017 code this is 310.15 b2a okay and this is going to apply for anything any ambient temperature that is other than 86 degrees fahrenheit okay and how you use this is we're using thhn so our insulation is rated for 90 degrees so you would go under this column here and figure out what you know ambient temperature you're dealing with let's just say it's 87 to 95 degrees you're dealing with you would use 0.96 and you would insert that into your calculation that you just saw before pretty simple only thing you have to do is figure out what your ambient temperature is okay now if you're outside and you're on the roof that's another video i'm going to show you on how to do that you know it it, um it applies other steps that you need to get into and if you guys want let me know and i'll do that video as well actually right now what's in the works is how to do how to derate with mc cables okay and if you're going to be bundling those that video is in the works right now i'm not sure exactly when i'm going to drop it but it should be out pretty soon hopefully sometime within the next couple of weeks okay so now for continuous loads there is another step that you need to get into it is uh it's a lot different from non-continuous loads um but i'll explain as we go on like I said, I tried to make it as simple as possible, so um, bear with me. We have two three-phase 208-volt circuits. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they are 53 amps each of continuous loads. Okay, now for this calculation, you need to know the actual load. 
Okay, you need to know the actual load, not like the example we did before where we just had the conductor and we worked our way from there. <clears throat> so step one is, like I just said, you need to know the actual load. Your first step would be to multiply it by 1.25 because that's the multiplier for continuous loads. Okay, we should all know that by now. So with that calculation, you would do 1.25 and multiply it by the actual load, which is 53, which is going to come out to 66.25 amps, you know, rounded off to 67. <clears throat> okay, and you would go to the 75 degree column, okay, because we're not applying any, you know, adjustment factors just yet. So we would go to the 75 degree column and pick a 4 gauge, okay. Because under the 75 degree column, 6 gauge doesn't work, it's only 65 amps, and 4 gauge is 85 amps. So it falls right in between, so the 4 gauge is going to work for us. So now after that, step 2 would be to choose your breaker for a 67 amp load of continuous load, okay, a 70 amp breaker is what you would actually use, what you would use for that load. Okay, <clears throat> now what we're going to do is we're going to actually apply the adjustment factors to the 4 gauge wire that we had chosen for that load. Okay, and like the example from before, it's the same thing. In the Uglies book, it's going to be on page 78. In the DeWalt electrical reference, it's going to be on 3-51. Okay, so like, you had, like I explained before... Alright, we have two three-phase circuits, 208 volts, alright, which is going to come out to six current carrying conductors of four gauge, THHN. So we want to find what the capacity adjustment is going to be for that, what that percentage value is going to be, okay, which is going to be, if you look it up yourself, 80%. And like I said before, all you have to do is to multiply that, just, you know, put the decimal place two points to the left, and that is going to give you 0 0.80. We're going to multiply the amperage of that 4 gauge, but we're going to use the amperage from the 90 degree column, which is 95 amps, okay? I know it's a little confusing, just bear with me, okay? So now that we're, we're going to apply the adjustment factors, we're going to use the amperage from the 90 degree column, okay? So we're going to multiply 95 times 0 0.80, okay? Which is going to give you 76 amps, all right? <clears throat> In this case, okay, so now that you have your 76 amps, you want to ask yourself, the conductor is rated for 76 amps, okay? Is this conductor sufficient enough to put on a 70 amp overcurrent device, on a 70 amp breaker, okay? And the answer is yes. What you don't want to have is you don't want to have a conductor that's, you know, under the value of your overcurrent device. That's what you don't want to have, okay? So in this case, our four gauge conductor is going to be good enough okay for <clears throat> our overcurrent device all right also now if 
this would be the time that you an- you actually put in or insert any temperature correction multiplier that you want to, you know, insert. If the ambient temperature around you is, you know, not 86 degrees, then you would want to put that correction multiplier in now. You would actually insert that in somewhere right, you know, right after the, um, the adjustment factor percentage, you would want to put that in right after here. You would multiply it by the temperature correction and that will give you the new opacity. Okay, and in some cases, you know, you might come out with an amperage that is too low. That's not going to be good for a 70 amp breaker. In that case, what you want to do is you use the next conductor that's going to be larger and you insert that amperage into your calculation so that you see what that's going to actually turn out to be until you get an amperage that is going to be good enough for the size overcurrent device that you are using okay and not to mention that if it's also going to handle the load as well okay so okay so here i was able to put together a few pictures i mean it's not really um i only have like three pictures here but i wanted to actually show you like what i mean about the terminal ratings okay so here is a distribution it's actually a switch gear okay and this is placed on the inside of the switch gear and i hope you can see it but this is what it says in case you can't okay it says terminals suited for bus connection when cable connected use 90 degrees celsius conductors based on ampacity at 75 degrees celsius okay so that's then it goes on to say when aluminum conductors are used you know it has to be marked for anyways whatever but that's what i mean as far as the terminal rating goes okay now on this this is a disconnect okay and in big bold letters right here where i'm going to underline it it has use 75 degree celsius copper or aluminum wire okay so that's the terminal ratings over here this is i believe another disconnect and both both of these ratings are on the doors by the way you'll find them one way or another and if you don't find them anyways hold on one second so it says here use 75 degree you know celsius copper or aluminum wire okay so basically even if you're using 90 degrees celsius wire you still want to terminate it at 75 okay so you would be looking at up the amperage for 75 degrees under that column now these are just a few examples here but i'm pretty sure on the panels you know you'll find them all the time on the circuit breakers you'll find them too if you look closely sometimes on lugs you'll find them as well and there's a small conductor rule that's out there too i'll put all of these code references in the description okay and you know basically if there is nothing if you can't find any terminal ratings or anything at all then you then it defaults to 60 degrees you would actually use the 60 degree column to find your amperage but that's only for a certain up to a certain amperage okay so up to 100 amps 
you would default to 60 degree column if you cannot find what I just underlined here, a terminal rating or anything on the equipment or on the circuit breakers or whatever the case may be, which is very rare because mostly everything is 75 degrees anyways now. But um, if you can't find anything and it doesn't say anything on the equipment or whatever, then you would default to 60 degrees. You would find your amperage and under the 60 degree column up to 100 amps you could use that 60 degree column you know only if the terminal ratings aren't there whatever the case may be you know so a lot of people use that <clears throat> small conductor rule and it's and they default to that automatically you don't have to use that you know 60 degree column if your equipment is rated for 75 you can use the 75 degree column if your equipment is rated from it for it from A to B, what I mean from from line to load, from your source to your load, if it's if all the equipment in between is rated for 75, then even if you're using conductors that are 100 amps and less, you know, uh, you know, one gauge and less, you could still use the 75 degree column. You do not have to default to that 60 degree column. You know. Anyways, enough of that. I think the video is pretty long, enough as it is. Um, you guys, again, thanks for watching. If you guys have any other video requests, um, you want me to continue on with these electrical calculation videos, I have, um, I wanted to do a motor calculation. Somebody had asked me if, to do a video of it. I can do that. Um, I can do a calculation for you for, you know, fire pumps, um, whatever the case may be. Just, you know, send me the requests and I got y'all, you know. Um, as far as for conduit bending videos, trust me, that's never going to stop. I'm going to keep those coming, man. I have a lot of requests already as it is. Um, right now, I'm doing um, <clears throat> a video on multiple bends and how to place your, your, your actual, where to place your marks at. And um, I'm also doing another one on your laser, on how to properly use a laser in conduit bending. Um, that was also requested from a few people um yeah so you know once again guys thanks again you know i appreciate all the subscribers let your friends and co-workers know and um i'm out